welcome back everybody to the Weapons of Mass Discussion podcast. Glenn Snyder here with Dr. Corbett Everidge. And uh, we're going to take a different direction today. Um, we want to just... <laughs> We've been sitting here talking prior to hitting everybody the record button. Hit the, everybody just hit the X button on the <laughs> Oh, these guys are just going to pick a direction. No, when I say that, we we want to go on a little lighter tone today. You know, obviously, last couple of months we've just it's just been one thing after the other, little bitch sessions here and there with uh, stuff going on around us. You know, and we talk about you know, when we're talking about our self protection stuff and and the, you know, trying to tie that into various things. Uh, you know, last week talking about you know why the head. Uh, you know, it, it it got into just bad things, bad times, and. You know, in looking at self-protection, you're looking at bad things happening. I mean, it's just that's just the nature of it. But I think you know, we we, we were talking. It's like you know, we just need to need to lighten the mood just a little bit. You ever notice you don't see many security cameras in the woods? Hmm, I wonder well, why. There's a reason for that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, and we uh, we just got some news here before we start recording that uh, state of North Carolina, uh, we were in what we called phase two, and it's going to remain there for three more weeks. Because uh, this Friday it was supposed to be over, and we're supposed to move to the next phase, and um, more re- you know restaurants are going you know, up to capacity, gyms, which directly relates to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be able to open and and things sort of sort of get back to normal. But this uh, manipulation of data that <clears throat> we continue to get thrown at us, and I'm going to call it a manipulation of data. Because anybody I think do, you're being far too generous. Uh, I am. I'm but just going to call him a dumbass. Yeah. Uh, anybody can do basic arithmetic. It, it, it takes the time and the effort, and that's the problem. Not enough people are taking the time and the effort to go sit down and look at these numbers for themselves and do some basic arithmetic. They're taking what they're being told at face value. Uh, I've been keeping a spreadsheet, so I've been on top of it. And so it's uh, we're getting fed a bunch of nonsense. Um, I'm not a doctor, and yes, the virus is real and all that stuff, but the problem is the way things are being manipulated or way things are being sold to the general public um it really is not a sale anymore you're being told what the hell to do because not only are we going to stay in this phase two for three more weeks now they're mandating masks in public statewide oh yes so my question is are are they going to supply masks for everybody i've got my own i've got my own and actually (laughs) i'm still working on the morton joe from uh, the Mad Max oh, movie. No, 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 no. Uh, I walk in the store with that thing on, I'll probably be asked to leave. <laughs> the big horse let's teeth just on be it. clear about this. The governor <laughs> said a face covering, did he not? That is true. Okay. That was the, that right. was the definition. Okay. Or the X. Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. Now, if you see me walking around town with uh, blue coveralls and a... Pantyhose on your head. Exactly. <laughs> he said, now, that's what the man said. Face covering. There is no technical data backing up see, the, folks, the definition. you, you got to understand something here. I want to put it to you this way. This is what we teach at MOD and what I teach is you look at rules to follow them. I look at rules to figure out how to get around them. That's right. You know, he said a face covering. You make a good politician. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm trying to get you riled yeah, up because you know. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, uh, you know they're, they're, the mall would look totally different. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, you know, you'd see a lot of backhoes. But but, any, but anyway, you know, he said a face covering. Did he not? He did. That's all he said. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, sir. Let's carry he, this on. He's gonna make the news. <laughs> I'll make you famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. 
Anyway, with all that said, oh, there you go. Anyway, um, we need to do a mo- we still need to do a movie review on some of the Friday Thirteenth movies or horror movies in general. That's just what we need to do. I think I'd, that'd be cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you uh, uh, there's a lot there. Yeah, I mean, if you living in a horror movie, if you've ever met Kane Hodder from Friday the Thirteenth, and you he will do this to you when you get an autograph from him, mm-hmm. he will take his picture with you, him choking you. Huh. There's a little pressure on him. Oh, he uh, not he, he, he. You get the full. You get the full experience. <laughs> he, he wants that real, real I mean, fright looking. I face. mean, he is a one of the just sweetest human beings you ever meet. Yeah. I mean, just a salt of the earth man. But when he flips that switch into Jason mode, yeah, yeah, it's on. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's fine. And you know, and that kind of leads to where we're going today. Um, I can't take it anymore. That's why we're doing it. Yeah, I, I suggest I'm responsible for today. So. We're gonna turn. We're gonna turn the angry switch off for just a little bit. Um, and whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. We're gonna turn the volume down <laughs> okay. just a little bit. Um, so what we're gonna do is it, we want to go down the path. You know what? What puts us where we're at? What makes us tick? And and and, and kind of puts us where we're at in life you know what drives us what put you know what do we enjoy that um that that pushes us to strive for the things that we that we do um so you know of course well, let's start some things that, that we enjoy let's talk about some topics and things that that are fun fun to us that we enjoy and maybe other others out there share the same same love or fascination for these things so since it was your idea you go first. here we go all right i'll ask the first question all right Okay. Name one full, one head of state or leader, national leader in the world. Okay. That you would like to have lunch or dinner with, and why? Hmm. Oh, any of them. <laughs> God, if I say this, people are going to think I'm no. just a total shit. I know where you're going with this, but I just want to hear you say it. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna keep it domestic. I'm not gonna go international. Um, I'd like I'd like to have a talk with Trump. I knew it. <laughs> just, I knew it just because I think it'd be that cool. Was a high hanging curveball. Now there's some internationals, I would, but I'm not gonna go down that road. I'll, I'll keep it domestic. So I Trump, and, and I tell you, it would be neat, neat, neat to talk to. Uh, I think an inspirational person to talk to. Uh, actually, two. One, I think it'd be cool to sit down and talk to Ron Paul. And reason being, just I just. You know, over the years, uh, he, he's a little out there on some things, but uh, I think from an accomplished person, not only in, you know, his medical, you know, he's a doctor, um, but also, you know, the way he played in politics and stuff like that, I think he'd be interesting to talk to. And uh, Ben Carson, I think Ben Carson would be neat to talk to. That is an accomplished individual. To come from nothing and be like the world's leading neurosurgeon, I think he'd be interested in just, just to hear, okay, from a person's drive perspective. How do you know to build it? How do you put these things together to get to that level? You know, I mean, that's that's damn impressive. Not too many of these people I like to talk to. <laughs> I know there's enough from North Carolina I want to talk to. <laughs> so, um, uh, I just, you know, I, that's just kind of how I feel. But Trump will be interesting. Trump will probably be the number one there domestically because, um, and I wouldn't talk politics with him. I'd have to ask questions about all kinds of other crap. You know, his jets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, owning these casinos—that's that, what I want to hear. I want to hear about the cool stuff. I don't—I don't want to hear about the politics and behind-the-scenes 
crap. But uh, so that's why that's that that's who I'd want to talk to, and I'd want to talk to him about you know kind of like what makes you tick. You know, you got here. I mean, I know you you kind of was born with the you know the golden spoon, but at the same time, you know it's. It's like taking a dollar and, and making you know ten thousand dollars out of it. You mm-hmm. know, essentially he, he did that. So, no. but uh, all right. <laughs> no, you got to add now. Now it's your turn. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I know we're going to get hate mail off of this, but I, um, you're going international, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know where you're going. Mm-hmm. I'm Vladimir Putin. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> number one, and I, and I've actually got it. Are you a communist? the hell out of here man uh i've actually had people ask me this uh i've had asked people ask me if i'm a nazi uh, you know you really want to watch people squirm aren't you uh (laughs) god uh (laughs) yeah okay that that really i mean mean, but because they're not expecting that that response what What? exactly you know whether it's right wrong or indifferent i mean you ask me a stupid question i mean get a stupid answer you've already entertained the thought so i mean why not just go ahead and set the hook yeah, Putin. I never thought I would live to see the day that I trust a Russian president more than I do my own government. Wow. Uh, you can say what you want to about the guy. Uh, he don't play no games. And and that's why I admire him. Yeah. You know, number one on his personal life, you know, he's an eighth damn black belt in Kyokushin. He's a black belt in judo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look at him, the guy's got balls the size of grapefruits. Yeah. You know, I, the things he's done that people criticize, you know, well, well, he's, you know, like you listen to some of these knuckleheads on, on talk radio. Well, he's a killer. He's a thug. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is anybody screwing with him? True. Uh, case closed. Yeah. You know, that's, there's, you know, folks, I mean, I, I know this is unpalatable to hear, but there's things, you know, what is generally do you do, you do to enemies? Crush them. You crush them. That's what you do. And we've lost sight of that. Well, the, the difference being is he'll do it and just go like that at you. We do it and, and blame it on somebody else. Yeah. You know, don't if you believe that we're not going around the world assassinating people, uh, you need to put the Harlequin romances down, folks, because it yeah it it happens. Oh yeah. But I find him fascinating. You know, if if you look in and read about him about his his belief in Orthodox Christianity, mm-hmm. now, his father was a, was a communist and was a was a rabid rabid atheist because of, of the times. Yeah. He went the opposite direction, right? Well, his his mother was it, it was a was an Orthodox Christian, and and that was a, played a profound role with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of what goes on with Putin is sensationalized about what happened when when East Germany fell, because he was actually in East Germany, I, I believe, he was in Dresden when the wall came down, and he was able to hold the mob off long enough for them to get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, but. I guess the reason I'm drawn to him is his outlook on the world kind of resembles mine a lot. You know, one of the most famous quotes, and this actually guides me in business and, and, and in my life, is something Putin said. 
you know, the question is not going to, who's going to stop uh, who's going to let me. The question is who's going to stop me. Yeah. And we've lost that as a society, as a society. Yeah. And we, yeah. And we've seen that over the last month. Yeah, I mean, or more, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I have no Russian heritage. I'm, 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 I don't necessarily believe in their form of government, but as a man, I'd like to sit down and have dinner with him and just pick his brain. I think it'd be fascinating. Uh, you know, every time you see an interview with him, he always has an interpreter. I wonder if he how much English yeah he can actually speak. Surely, surely he he probably does. I mean, he like, don't let on like that time he eviscerated Megan Kelly. <laughs> uh, I couldn't stop watching that. Uh, that was, I mean, when you got a world leader sitting there openly laughing in your face, mm-hmm. that ought to be a clue that you, lady, you've stepped in it. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're in way over your head. Yeah, you can get away with that politicians here, but they's not the one. Yeah. Yeah. Other than him, uh there's really nobody in the United States government that I mean I I, I would I'd probably want to go get tested for an STD if I was in the <laughs> same room with them. Uh you know, I'm not going to mention any. I'm not going to say who this is, but I, I played softball last year. You know, I got invited to play on a softball team, mm-hmm. and there was a congressman there. And it's ten game season, and I was I will I quit at game four. I couldn't take it. I mean, it's just you know, this guy was like a I mean, just a an uncurable rash on your balls. <laughs> that's how you really feel yeah uh, I, I, I said i just told my wife i said i can't do this anymore yeah so you know thank you that's about the time mm-hmm. I, I found the hernia too so i'm I, that's not a coincidence my friend uh, <laughs> but you know outside of that i mean the only other world leaders and i don't even know if you would classify them i'd like i'd like to either sit down with julian assange or uh edward snowden Oh, Snowden would be really cool to talk to. You know, to. you can say what you want to about the guy. You know, there's no middle ground on him. Either he's a traitor or he's a, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a patriot. Yeah. I fall on the line of the patriot. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You know, uh, you know, by, if you're, if you're going to say he, he, he was a, he was a traitor, then by that, by that logic, you know, you're calling people like Paul Revere a traitor. Yeah. You know, an enemy is an enemy. It don't matter if it's the Russians, if it's if it's the North Koreans, or yeah. if it's in Washington D.C. folks. I mean, if they're threatening our lot our life, that's yeah. that's that's what they are. Threats foreign and right. domestic. Exactly. Having said that, uh oh, <laughs> I have no idea why he's got written in yeah, that yeah, note. But exactly. he, he came in the door a while ago and he kept writing notes, and I'm like, what the hell is and he see, writing? What I usually do is when I'm writing things down, I intentionally write mm-hmm. it down where nobody else can read it. You know, I'll, I'll like I'll get like. Well, he, he, when he writes, it's a, it's about an eighth of an inch tall, so you yeah, can't read it anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, like Sanskrit or some shit. <laughs> let's go back to dinner here, shall we? Give me uh, five historical figures. Oh God. That you like to sit down and have dinner with, or 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 coffee, or tea and crumpets, or historical as far as how far back? Yeah, Does it matter? No, I mean it could be five minutes ago, or we can <laughs> all the way. Now here's the caveat. Now we're both Christians. Uh, let's just. We're all gonna meet Jesus one day, so let's just okay. That we'll leave him off the table. You know he he's he's here, so we'll, we'll you know, <laughs> you know I'll see you soon. But uh, let's let's 
Play along with me. Okay. Now, I, I've not had any time to think about this. I'm just going off the cuff here. And you're going to think the whole purpose of You're going to think I'm crazy. And there's a reason. <laughs> Patton. All because of George C. Scott. <laughs> oh, dear God. I love that movie. Um, you know, guys like, you know, somebody like it, you know, just, just, just balls of the wall, head charging, just don't, just go for it type of guy. Um, I think that would be an interesting person to talk to. It'd be number one. Um, it doesn't have to be in politics. It can be anybody. It can be anybody. You know, sports. It could be art, um, literature. Number two is somebody that I, growing up, I really thought was just cool. Uh, and he died. He died way too early. Lyle Alzado. He was a you know, played for Oakland Raiders. Him and John Matuzak were beasts. You John know, I always thought he was the guy that played uh, on the Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> he looks just like him. <laughs> but but Alzado was just a beast. And uh, uh, I remember being in high school or being a kid, looking at lift weights and stuff like that. Always you know, he was in the muscle magazines. Even though he wasn't like a bodybuilder, and I just I don't know. I just thought his. You remember seeing him play when I was a kid? He was just a beast, man. He was just want to tear people up, and uh, and like I say, he had that John Matuzak, which uh, played sloth in the Goonies of all things. But uh, but but Lala would have been number, probably number two, you know, sports figure. I don't have very. There's very few sports figures that you know. Um, I'd want to sit down and talk with. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not basketball. I'm not basketball guy, and I'm really to this point in time. I mean, I'm not really a big football guy, but. As I used to be when I was younger, um, <clears throat> but uh, oh, I'm like still one of yours here, but Masayama. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just be able to go back because talk about um, somebody that don't play no games, um, and you guys who is is the founder of Kyokushin, the style of karate that we that we practice, and. Uh, if you get a chance to go online and look some more videos and stuff of, of this man, that uh, uh, you'll be to say the least, you'll be impressed. Um, this this guy was no joke, um, and basically that's why the the style as it stands today is no joke because of his leadership, because of the way he 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 directed the art to go. Um, that's that's number three. Number four. He's not dead yet. Do they have to be dead? No, no, you can be. Okay. History's being made. Clint Eastwood. God, Clint Eastwood is like one of the coolest men on, just one of the coolest dudes on the planet. Um, You know, growing up, you know, you've seen, of course, the Dirty Harry movies. All the great one-liners. You know, you feel lucky, punk. You know, just that kind of stuff. But probably more than the damn monkey movies. He's maybe one of the, (laughs) I love the monkey movies, man. I mean, he was the epitome of cool. It don't matter what, if he was playing a cowboy, you know, a mechanic, a cop, whatever he was playing, cool. You know, of course, in his later years, he's made some amazing movies in the last 20, 30 years, in the last, say, in the last 15, 20 years. You know, Gran Torino. Now, one I have not seen, and everybody tells me it's great, it's The Mule. Oh, um, my God, you haven't seen I, that. I still, it's, on, it's on my list. I just, for me to sit down and watch a movie is an act of Congress. Um, I always have so many irons in the fire, I just, you know, don't. I'm usually sitting at night. I'm all, I'm usually reading, or I get sidetracked on you know my first love. There's the martial arts stuff. And I'll get lost in that, and to sit down and watch a movie is something I don't do very often. But I do need to see that. But anyway, Clint Eastwood would be my number four. You know, even though he's he's old, but he's still around. Um, I think he'd be very interesting. Somebody to sit down and talk to. Number five. Wow, 
that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a real tough one. Um, damn. It's tough to find a fifth one. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's, you know, because you're, it'd be a one, I mean, it obviously see, it can never happen. But. See, my, my, my problem, my thing is, you know, I'm trying to think of somebody that really just, Maybe, uh, oh, just just from a just because of Bruce Lee. I'd love to sit down, absolutely uh, sit down and have a conversation with Bruce Lee. That would that would be interesting. Um, again, I've read read his books, you know, and you, you sort of, when you read somebody's books, you you think you're you're getting what's in their head, um, but to hear it come out of somebody's mouth, you know, and and to to, to get their point of view and their take on things. Uh, especially from not only from a martial arts point of view, but the guy he had a whole outlook on the way you do everything. You know, you know, you read the, the Tao of Bruce Lee or the Tao of Jeet Kune Do. Um, you know, it's not just about fighting; it's a whole philosophy and the way you handle yourself. And I think that uh, you know that stuff, even though it was written forty years, fifty years ago, forty-five years ago, um, well, it was longer than that. It was, it was closer to fifty years ago. Yeah, I think because he died in seventy-three. He died in seventy April of seventy-three. Yeah, I'm forty. I'm forty-seven. So yeah. you know. Close to around fifty years ago, um, everything he says and then some rings true today. Mm-hmm. Probably even more so today. Um, so I think uh, I think Bruce Lee would be my my top five, my number five there. All right, I'll go with two martial artists. I'm gonna piggyback on Bruce Lee. Uh, I've actually been to his grave. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was in the. I was still in the Navy. I was in reserves. Uh, it was uh, it was two months. It was June of '01. Hmm. I was up at uh, Whidbey Island, Washington, and Whidbey Island's about 100 miles from Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I drove down, and you know, it wasn't like you know you Google or you know you actually had to get you know the wet thumb method to get you a map. So I planned my route, and I knew exactly where to go. Well, I'm you know this is one of those stories. So I'm pulling in the you know as a, straight shot and all of a sudden traffic just comes to a stop and i bet there's probably fifty thousand people out on this street oh wow and uh what the hell is this well i inch about two blocks in realize i'm on the tail end of a gay pride parade Hmm. so uh we immediately found another way to the cemetery (laughs) you wasn't getting through but uh it was it was surreal standing there yeah i mean because anybody our age, I'll say 40s, you know, I'm going to say probably even down to the 30s, definitely 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't mention Bruce Lee as a, as a major influence on why you became a martial artist, uh, you're not, I don't think yeah. you're just being very honest with yourself yeah. or anybody else for that matter. But, you know, he died when he was like 32 years old. Yeah. And... He covered a lot of ground in oh a short my period God. of time. I mean, I mean, you know, he had the wisdom of somebody, you know, twice his age. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I would, I'd just like to, you know, the thing I'd like, as a karate guy, I'd like to sit down and, 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 and say, why did you believe this? Hmm. You know, uh, you know, because he was not a, a big proponent of kata. Right. He was not, you know. He, he didn't like to fix forms. He didn't like to fix forms. I mean, so I'd, I'd 
if nothing else, I'd like to try to sit down and have that debate with him. Yeah. And you'd be a good one to debate that one. Yeah. Well, I, no, no, I, he'd, he'd probably shred me. But, but uh, you know, but just understand how he saw the world. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that would have been really cool. Yeah. My second one, karate, is probably going to surprise you. I'm not throwing Masoyama on this one. Okay. I, I'm going to say probably I'd go with Chalky Motobu. Ah. Uh, he was somewhat of a rebel. Uh, everybody accused him of only knowing three forms. He he knew far more than that. He just taught three. Right. Uh, he was known as a street brawler. Uh, there's one famous incident where one of his former students came into a restaurant and called him out and didn't work out too well. Uh, he broke the guy's back <laughs> with, with yeah. one shot. I mean, they called him the monkey. I mean, he's a little fat guy. Yeah. But I mean, he's just a nasty piece of work. But if you read his 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 writings, mm-hmm. he would fit right in today. You know, I mean, you know, he said, you know, if it if what you're teaching and what you're practicing is not good for self-defense, it's pointless. Right. So, I mean, that kind of goes back in a lot of my philosophy. Um, aside from that, uh, I'm going to get some heat off of this. This is going to be good. Uh, be gentle. Yeah, be gentle. Be gentle. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to go back into the Bible mm-hmm. and talk to Pontius Pilate. Hmm. I, I got into some, in, in seminary, I got into some deep, deep grass with this. Uh, I took a position on whether or not he was responsible for the, what led to the execution of Jesus. Uh, Got into semantics, but you know he, when he talks about it, he washed his hands of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to talk to him about you know what were you thinking, what were you feeling? Did you base your decision based on what the mob wanted? Mm. Right, there's nothing going on like that today, is it? Oh no, they don't translate right, well now, right, does right. it? You know, okay. But I've always found him to be a, I mean, just aside from that part in our scripture, uh, just a fascinated individual. I'd like to talk to him. I've always thought it'd be interesting to talk to Ernest Hemingway. Hmm. Uh, I'm very, very picky on what I watch on TV and movies. Uh, but his book, For Whom the Bell Tolls, is my all-time favorite. Great Metallica song too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, about, Metallica fans yeah, here. It's a uh, you know Spanish Civil War. Mm. But just as a man, he's fascinating. And this one, see, this, this is my fifth one coming mm-hmm. up. This one's going to blow a lot of people's minds because me and this man have absolutely nothing in common. On a personal level, on a religious level, on a political level, or anything. Nothing. I'd like to talk to Malcolm X. Hmm. Um, If you look, number one, if you look at what he believed as far as on racial politics, or and and that's probably not my, he'd probably take issue with that, but just bear with me. There was not a lot of difference between what he preached and what, you know, what some groups today are saying is is racism. Mm -hmm. He just 
believed it from a, a different perspective. He was a brilliant man. Um, you know, as far as what he uh, believed religiously, I, I, I don't subscribe to. He was he was Muslim, mm-hmm. but the man it, you cannot deny his level of intellect. Mm-hmm. Um, especially going into the to the days right prior to when he was assassinated. I think it'd be interesting, you know, to to say, you know, what were you feeling? What made you believe this? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, the problem and with him and and, and even Pontius Pilate, you know, you get one side of the story in in our society and way people, well, you know, you know, him bad, him good. Mm-hmm. You can't learn anything like that. Right, but um. Uh, I, I I think that would be a fascinating conversation because, you know, I see the world differently than he does, obviously. Right. But uh, but there's something to be learned from him. He's he's, if you read what Malcolm X wrote, mm-hmm. it's almost like your opposite sides of the same coin. Okay. You know so. Go read about him. You know, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, here, you know, logic bomb, folks. You don't have to agree with everybody who writes something, That's but right. but you can learn something from it. Yeah, uh, you can learn. I mean, you can learn something from probably anybody. It may be you learn how you don't want to do yeah, something exactly, but you can learn something from anybody. I mean, you know, I mean, I've dealt with people, you know, and talked to people that were that were just genius, and I'm like, you know, this is the biggest pile of bovine feces I've ever heard. Yeah, but it. If nothing else, it reinforces what you already know to be true. There you go. So, again, don't ever discount what somebody's saying. You may not agree with it. You may know it's wrong or not correct, but you can learn. You'll learn how you, you can learn another perspective on how you can deal with that or learn another perspective on how, you know, how to take something. I mean, don't discount when people yeah. say things. Listen, listen. Sometimes it's best just to shut up and let people talk. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I've had. I've had a, a couple of students before that have gone – their separate ways and they can't grasp that you know you, and even they'll teach you in criminal interrogation schools if you'll shut up usually the person will tell you what you want to know yeah you know but you just got to shut up and get out of the way you know if you want somebody to fall don't catch them yeah <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> exactly you know that defeats the whole purpose if you want somebody to fall on their face don't catch them yeah let them do so all right uh, oh boy! I don't know what, what to think about this. Your top five all-time favorite movies. Oh God! Mm. Yeah, we'll be here a while. No, I, I, they don't have to be a specific one. No, 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 no. Just no, top just, five. Yeah. You gonna you gonna you gonna throw something at me? Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Love that movie for some reason. <laughs> love that movie. Oh, God. <laughs> love. That is action. Again, again, watching it as a teenager, I guess it just had a huge impact on me. Love that movie. As cheesy as it is, love the movie. Weird Science. <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> love that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, just for the first 45 minutes alone, Full Metal Jacket. Love Full Metal. Arlie Army, mm-hmm. Dude. Come on. That awesome. I, mean, I can watch that first. After the first 45 minutes, I really don't care. Yeah. You know, the Miso Horny part, I don't I don't care about watching the second half. But the first half, up until Private Paul kills himself, 
that that movie is just, my dad was in the marines he hated that movie did he really he was a bunch of bullshit he wasn't like this yeah it's a good yeah, movie I mean, it's a good movie it's a good movie <laughs> arlene see Ridge my dad was in, in in paris island in 1955 no, it was hands-on at oh, that yeah, point it was very hands-on but uh <laughs> anyway, he said what is this bullshit and i remember that like it was <laughs> i like that um gotta throw another schwarzenegger movie in there predator Love Predator. You talking about just a testosterone driven like gun fest. Love it. Jesse Ventura. Oh my God. He kind of out there these days, but back in the day, I loved it. Or is he out there? Well, true. We don't know where he's at because he's off grid. Well, he's working for Russia today. <laughs> Him and his son. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew he's. I knew he was. Yeah, his son actually has got a very good show, but you know, but again, you know, you know, everybody's going. We'll probably have the FBI kicking our door down in yeah. a couple hours. But, uh, you know, the scene is, hey, man, you're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. That, come on, man. That's just cinematic brilliance right there. It's just poetry. Uh, Number five. Oh, my God. This is hard because there's so many. I could just shuffle around, shuffle around. Um, And, again, what you're not seeing in my movie choices are Academy Award winning picks, okay? I watch for entertainment value. I want it to make me laugh. Or I want to see shit blow up. That's I'm that simple. Mm-hmm. I'm either laughing or I want shit blowing up. Okay, so <laughs> that's the way I feel about things. Uh man, this is tough. Why are you do me like this? Um, what you probably find interesting? There's no martial arts movie stuck in there. Not, but, not either. Um, well, I guess. If I had to throw one Karate Kid, just because that's one of the movies I can watch over and over and over and over, and it's just like I'm now watching this one it for with the, with, uh, the chick in it, right? No, 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 no <laughs> that's not even a, that doesn't count. <laughs> that, and I'm not talking about the Will Smith Karate Kid. That's oh, or Jack, uh, no, or, no, not Will Smith, uh, Jaden Smith, and Jackie. Now, that's the Kung Fu Kid. That's a totally different concept. Yeah. The original 1984, Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita. Mr. Miyagi, Daniel Son, Karate Kid. That's 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 a classic there. I mean, I could watch that over and over again. But again, it entertained me. You know, it uh, it's one of the things that had an impact on me forever. Uh, and, and I could probably take another 15, 20 movies and rotate them within that top five. That's just off the cuff. If I sit here and thought about it for 20, 30 minutes, I'd, it'd probably be a totally different list. Mm-hmm. But those, when I first think about it, if I'm going to go upstairs, I'm going to go through a DVD in, DVD in right now. It's probably gonna be. It probably be one of the movies. So that's the way I am. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I don't watch for the uh, award-winning or intellectual content. That's why I study and read the shit I do. That's you know actually is based in reality. Movies are entertainment. I just want to. I want to release. I want. I want. Yeah. I want to step I away escape. from all the stupid shit. I want to laugh. I want to see shit blow up. Exactly. So that's just me. <laughs> I got five. I'm gonna have to throw one in here with an honorable mention, so I'm gonna go six. But oh man, you see, you're me wrong. Well, see this one. I mean, because the number five slot could be go either way. Number five for me is the original Halloween. Okay, good flick. I mean, you know, when it was made, two plus the first time I ever saw it, I think it's like ten years old. So it's the first time you ever saw boobs. <laughs> but uh, you know, like whoa. That does have an impact yeah, well, on a person. Exactly. You know, I mean, this dude's sitting there trying to butcher people. Like, no, whoa, 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 man, what are you doing? But uh, but it was just that movie, number one, scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. 
And it always made me think. And as you know, as a criminologist, I've always thought, are there people out there like that? That that were crazy, yeah. Or that might even make him look like Billy Graham. Yeah. Uh, well, some of the you know some of the some of the correspondents that uh, that well, I've exactly. seen from you, yeah, they are people out there yeah. like and, that. And, and I've actually met Tony Moran. That that was in the he was the Michael Myers at that time. Mm. He's about two inches shorter than you are. Really? And about that big around. I can't believe he's that short because in the movie you think he's oh, yeah. well, six five. The, six. the cinematics on it is great, but I mean, I mean, he's just a wonderful guy, super nice guy. He was. I remember that morning I met him. He was about ten minutes late and came in, and you tell he had a rough night the night before. <laughs> but uh, it was all self induced too. But it's just a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, my honorable mention for the fifth is uh, a movie that nobody, I'll, very seldom people talk about is Eight Millimeter by Nicolas Cage. Wow, uh, I, saw, I, I saw it. I uh, think I only saw it once, maybe once. And I, I look at that from the, he's a PI, but it's just a lot of the stuff involved in it. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Yeah. If you watch it, you know, you, if you don't pay attention to it, you'll miss it, but it's some dark subject matter. Yeah. Uh, so that's my honorable mention. Okay. For, for number five. Number four, uh, the original Rambo, First Blood. Oh, God, I forgot about that one. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, you know, and I'm not taking nothing away from the rest of them, but it's just, you know, number one, I think in that one, Stallone was at his best. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think he ever done had another performance like that one in that movie. And I, and I mean, I know that's a tall order. You know, you're looking at Rocky uh, Expendables. Uh, yeah. He, there's no other actor that could have pulled that off. That was a great movie. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and you got, you know, Brian Denny. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, but, I mean, it's just, it was a great story. And. You know, he passed here a few yeah, weeks he just, ago. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yes, I hated to hear that because he was actually a good actor. A I great mean, actor. There's really nothing he couldn't play. Yeah. But number three, and this one's got an asterisk by it. Uh-oh. Point Break. Oh, man. Love it. I saw it this summer of 91. Mm-hmm. I went to the movies and saw it three times. Point Break. Um, and that's one of those, I call it a bro opera. <clears throat> because, you know, if you're a guy into, into guns and, and you know, and that type of beach lifestyle, you know, bikinis and everything, if, if there, it's Maybe. all there. It's right there. Not to mention, you know, you look at Keanu Reeves, that's our John Wick. Yeah. So, I mean, that was uh, kind of the opening yeah. chorus there for him. You know, and everything I've ever seen about Keanu Reeves, he's a good dude. Yeah. But, you know, and in the sways, I mean. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. See? We're going to loop back around to me here in just a minute. Okay. My list is already starting to. Now, here's my asterisk, and I'm going to get uh, a hate mail off of this because i got a right. good friend of mine. He hates me for this. Okay. I also like the remake. The remake was good, but it shouldn't have been called Point Break. Well, I agree. I mean, but what I'm saying is from a storyline, mm-hmm. it was a great movie. Yeah. Now, whoever, you know, this bleeds into my number two. My number two is Red Dawn, the original oh, Red Dawn. I forgot about Red Dawn. Now, whoever made that remake. Needs to be kicked in the ball. They need to have their ball <laughs> shaved with a belt sander. You know what's interesting about the remake? Nothing. Is <laughs> some behind-the-scenes trivia on the remake was they originally filmed that as China being the adversary. Mm-hmm. And the Chinese, as with the influence they have over our country, um, you know, basically said, no, you're going to have to change this. So they went in, and, and the Dali, the movie was made. It was filmed. It was shot. It was in the can. 
um, it sat on the shelf because MGM had went through some, I guess, bankruptcy or some financial issues, and so everything was shelved. And that was one of the movies that got shelved. And so when they were um, during that shelf period, when they were trying, okay, we're going to try to get this re-released, the Chinese said no. So they went and then digitally altered and reshot scenes so it would have the North Korean backdrop. Yes, throw and, them and, down and, the stairs. Exactly, right? exactly. exactly. So. But it was interesting though. But the, the movie, I mean, it was a decent action flick. Should not have been called Red Dawn. Don't no. don't re, don't again. Karate Kid. No, don't don't touch it. Red Dawn. Don't touch it. Point Break. Don't touch it. Go make your movie. Mm-hmm. Just don't call it. Just don't try to ride on the piggy tails of greats. Right. You know. So, but Red. Oh my God. Yeah. Red, and and to this day, Red Dawn. I don't know who the uh, sound guy on that movie was, but they nailed the AK sound effects. Oh yeah. They they nailed it. You know, the chairs against the wall. I mean, I've actually got one of those stickers. (laughs) Exactly. And then my number one, obviously, is Karate Kid. All the time. I mean, and, you know, I remember watching that back, you know, when you actually had to go to a store to rent the the VHS. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my parents, my grandparents were actually concerned I was going to break it because I, I played it so much. Yeah. But, you know, having met those guys. Yep. You know, I was, I was always kind of a, a closet Cobra Kai guy anyway because that I, we just like Crease. Let's, yeah, let's Crease. I mean, <laughs> let's just get it out there. <laughs> that yeah. attitude. That you know, to me, that that's the attitude you should have. And that people are gonna say, "Well, you're just a dick." No. Well, see, I lived that. Yeah, I know you did. You know, I mean, uh, that's how I got. I mean, I got my ass beat like he did them guys. <laughs> but you know, again. Coming from, you know, if you're competing, you got to have an attitude. Right. You know, from from a life perspective, yeah, Mr. Miyagi was the way to go. But mm-hmm. from a, if you're going to get in there and mix up somebody, Crease was the way to go. But, I mean, you know, you just, you know, and I think, you know, it's, it's unfair to take these actors and say, you know, well, you know, John Crease. Marty Cove is one of the most decent, kind human beings I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Just real soft spoken. Oh my God! What I mean, just and and you know, we sitting there and he talked to me about thirty, forty five minutes. Just a wonderful man. Yeah. But in the movie, uh, now come on, if you're a dude and you're going to sit there and say you won't want to hang out with this guy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, I hate to break this to your wife, but she's she's got a girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, you know, and and you're right. The you know the. I guess the Bushido part of it. Yeah. Miyagi all the way. Yeah. But the proof was in the pudding. Look what he made. Yeah. You know, I, I mean. The movie's great. You know, and that's the thing, too. You know, of course, through the 80s, you, you would see guys, and, you know, like I said, we had very few karate schools around, or martial arts schools in general around here. But, um, you know, we had we had one here in Welcome, um, one local here. I'm not going to mm. name the name out. But uh, he was he, he tried to you know be a knockoff, I think, of that. And he done a damn good job of it yeah. because of my old judo partner. That's where he was. That's where he yeah. came up through. And, yeah. uh, you know, you didn't sleep them guys. They were tough. Yeah. You know, and I, I a friend of mine that was one of his black belts, and, and he ain't no joke. No. He's, he's a beast. Yeah. He's a competitive power lifter at this point in time, but he's a he's a damn beast. But, uh, but yeah. So, to kind of come back. You talk about the honorable mention, and you bring up a good point. Yeah, uh, with with Halloween, uh, you're talking about you know, was, you know fascinated you, but of course, first time you seen boobs. So I've got to throw my honorable mention in there. And this is a total shout out to Phoebe Cates. Oh, God. Fast Times at Ridgemont, Ridgemont High. High. 
times, dude. Oh, you see, I mean, I remember being, it came out in 80, 82, I think. And I remember in the early 80s, we actually finally got cable, you know, at HBO. With a cable. Yeah, yeah, with an actual cable. There was no wireless, you know. There's one cable because we had one TV in the house, you know, mm-hmm. and that big cable box on it. And it was a, like a 19-inch tube, you know, in the console, the console yep. TV. But uh, you know, first time you know, that come on HBO and, and I stayed up late one night and watched that. And I'm thinking, oh, what is this? You know, and just hilarious. Again, entertainment value. Yep. So I had to throw that one out there. But, yeah, you, you throw some growing, uh, great ones. Point Break, I forgot about that. Because that summer, 91, saw it three times in the theater. And I saw Terminator 2. God, mm-hmm. Terminator. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever throw a list at me like that. Oh, you don't like this one. <laughs> so let's move on. Yeah. Your top five TV shows of all time. Oh, number one. This is by far number one, no doubt in my mind, Married with Children. Love uh, Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Bullshit. Don't tell us. <laughs> Hell lot of these people. <laughs> Love Al Bundy. Mm-hmm. Ed O'Neill, is, if Ed O'Neill mm-hmm. ever was to see this, thumbs up, man, because that right there, mm-hmm. I just, I laughed at that show. Not to mention you had, you know, Christina Applegate on see? there. See, the truth comes so, out, folks. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, no, that, I just love that show. Let's go number one. Uh, number two, again, what you're going to find is it's either comedy or action. It's going to be one of the two. Um, I, I love Married with Children. Number two, probably, I, I love Magnum P.I. Growing up, I didn't miss an episode of Magnum P.I. Love. Maybe it's the Ferrari that did it. Maybe it's the fact that it's shot in Hawaii that did it. Just something. But I always loved Magnum P.I. Didn't miss an episode. Loved it. Number three, a little later in life show, um, I don't know how you feel about it, but I love Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld was just, you know, the whole premise of a show about nothing, but it was about everything. I mean, there wasn't a subject. I don't think they didn't cover. Even the low talkers. The close talkers. They were spectacular. <laughs> Dude, that show, it was just, uh, I almost met um, George Costanza, uh, Jason Alexander, that close. Um 2001 I think it was I was at a concert down in Charlotte the Charlotte at the big pavilion and I had backstage passes for one of the bands and uh, Poison the band Poison was the headliner and uh, I was going backstage to meet with one of the other bands and as I walked backstage you walk under the stage and there's all the tour buses lined up and what he is you basically got stairs they're going up the side stage so I said, I'm standing I look up well there's the band Poison standing there all they're you know they're getting the guitar on and miking up and getting everything ready to go and I looked at damn there's George Costanza it was Jason Alexander they were in Charlotte filming the movie Shallow How and during their set during point because I went back and done whatever we did back there backstage went back out I missed the opening portion of Poison but halfway through their set they brought uh, Jason Alexander out on stage and he'd done a little spiel with them and thing and so it's kind of cool but I mean they, they told me yeah they said, oh yeah they just walked by so if I'd have gotten the gate Minute sooner, I got to meet Poison, and I got to meet George Costanza. So that would have been really cool. But uh, uh, Seinfeld, number three. Number four, oh, that's a tough one there. So many. <laughs> you can't think, again, you don't think I'm crazy on this. There probably a lot of people like, what the hell is this? I loved, and it didn't last forever. It didn't last for long. 
I loved the Fall Guy. Dear <laughs> God. Lee Majors. Hell, I forgot about half of these. <laughs> Two reasons. One, it was always cool. It was always a lot of action. Lot of, you know, it was about a stuntman. So they always done, they were blowing stuff up, and crashing cars and jumping and cars and that kind of stuff. But you also had Heather Thomas. Mm-hmm. So, so again, it kind of goes back, you know. But uh, I love that show. Again, I don't know if it's really top five, but it's a show that sticks out in my mind that I really love. Um, oh, man, number five. Again, if I had 15, 20 minutes to talk, think on this, I'm sure the list would change. Except for Maverick Children. That won't change. And Seinfeld won't change. Uh, number five. Oh, wow. This was the series that turned me off of TV. I loved it so much. I hated the way it ended. And so therefore, I, I to this day, I have not gotten hooked on another TV show. Back in 2005, I believe it was, the show Prison Break. I loved that show. It was on for a couple seasons. Then they then they, they kind of jumped the I hated the way it ended. I said I'll never I'll never be attached to a, a TV show again. Love the the first two seasons were amazing. The storyline, the way the whole. Did you ever watch it? I, mm-hmm. I love that show. Um, and then a few years later, they come back and they kind of change this. They 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 throw a surprise out there. Ah, oh, the guy didn't it didn't end the way it thought it ended. So they had another short run. It was good, but it, it was intended to be short run. It wasn't meant to be a prolonged thing. Um, I never watched you know, and because because of that, because of, I never got into shows like Twenty Four and all because I sworn off. You know, a lot of people like these other shows, and I always heard a lot of talk about them. But um, after that, I just, you know what? I, I, there's not a TV show to this day that I sit down and I'm, I'm attached to. And it's because of Prison Break. But I loved it. When it first came, I loved the first, you know, the first, that first run. And uh, that's my loose, except for Major Children, my loose top five. I've got, well, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. They didn't make my cut. Oh, wow. Yeah, the competition must be tough. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> And mine kind of go from very old to old to, to new. But my number five is The Shield. I've never watched it. It was about a, uh elite street crime narcotics unit within the uh, LAPD. And they were dirty as hell. And uh, it was on early to mid 2000s is that fox fx Did, or fx it had michael chiklis in it yeah okay I, I know what show you're talking about I mean, but i never watched it I, I i never missed it and uh probably cause a lot of that shit i was doing myself but uh <laughs> you were in the know yeah I, I, exactly i mean like oh yeah okay but, i've uh, seen that but somewhere it was, before it was just uh as again as a bro opera yeah i loved it uh number four is also a relatively new one that just recently ended it was called the americans yeah you've told me about this it was about uh they called it director at s but was actually what the soviet union did was they it's called the illegals program where they would train people and they would basically come over here and blend in i mean they had jobs just like you and might, might be your next door neighbor i saw a couple of documentaries yeah. on these people yeah like was, about eight seasons uh fantastic show i mean it i still watch it I'm actually on. I'm, I'm thinking on like my ninth run through it right now. Is it on Netflix or one of these streaming I programs? I think it's on Amazon Prime. Maybe I've uh, got Prime. Maybe I need to go uh, in there and check it I've out. I've got on DVDs, but uh, but yeah, that was just another show that fascinated fascinated me. Number three for me was the A Team. Oh, I forgot the A Team. <laughs> Talking about blowing up shit. That, yeah. And nobody. Ever, and the beautiful thing about this 
is nobody ever died. Yeah, they fired no less than two million rounds yeah. in, uh, per season, but yeah. yet nobody ever got I mean, shot. You know, you like see you see some dude just get zippered with an M60 and like you know like eighteen rounds hit him in his wallet. Yeah, you know, and never penetrated the wallet. Or you know, you see him going down the road and his car get blown up. <laughs> And, you know, it'd be like 18 corkscrew barrel rolls, and all of a sudden the guy comes, and he's like, oh, oh man, what God. happened? Well, yeah. That was rough. Yeah. <laughs> I love shows like that, man. Yeah. That, that was one of my all-time favorites. Number two is the original Twilight Zone. You know what? I don't think I've ever actually seen. An now, I talk about the old black yeah. and white ones. <coughs> uh, I remember watching the, the movie they made back in the early 80s. I watched <coughs> one of them. I watched the actual original one ever. Season one, episode one last night, and uh, it's on Pluto. It's one of those free TV things. Yeah. And uh, it was a guy wanders into town, and nobody's there. He walks into a restaurant, like there's food cooking and coffee brewing, and nobody's there. Wow. He walks into a little place next door, and there's a lit cigar burning, but <coughs> nobody there. nobody's there. But uh, But – my all-time favorite show, barring any, any of them, action, comedy, whatever, is Sanford and Son. Oh, and I was there thinking Sanford and Son a while ago. Mm. Oh. Dude, that, you know, Fred G. Sanford, G. You, Sanford, you, glorious. You, 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 you can't. <laughs> you know, I don't care who you were. There was something there for everybody. You know, Pat Brito was on there, right? But I chew. I chew, <laughs> but you know you you could be you know you black white gay straight. Uh, he he nothing was sacred. And and, and and there's the there is a beauty in that show. Yes, that if people would step back, and again that's that's where I guess in our age group, with all the things going around the world, that it's 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 it, it I guess it causes a lot of problems for people to understand. You know, we didn't see what we're hearing now. How I mean, we didn't see that no. growing up. You know, you, you Sanford and Son, they they nailed everybody. Yeah, there was nothing sacred <laughs> no, there. Nobody, nobody got a pass. You were not safe. It didn't, and it didn't matter. It, it was, it, it was meant. And, and, and I've saw some interviews with, with Red Fox over the years, you know, back years ago. You know, and it was designed to just reflect real life. Yeah, and that's what it did. Even though it's funny as hell. But I don't think he also, I think it's like it's real life, but let's just not take things too seriously. Yeah, exactly. That, and that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, it's just, this is how, this is, this is it. You know, we're all, we are who we are and let's just love it, you know. And I just thought that was, that show was amazing. You know, that was when he died, when they were shooting the, the movie, I was at an army. I was at Fort Benning, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And that literally broke my heart when I heard he died. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was uh, because when I was when I was in junior high, high school, you know, I set the VCR. Yeah. You know, I I there's I can recite half of it. Uh, as an aside, another one that broke my heart when he died was Robin Williams. Yes. Oh, he was a great. Uh, you know, I'm no actor, but that man, there is no role that he could not play. I know. I mean, a, a villain. My God, he played a, uh, just a yeah. nasty. Exactly. But Red Fox, you know, that show, that that is one TV show. If I had to throw away everything in my collection, Sanford's unstaying. Yeah. I mean. That's one of them. you got to go to the desert island and you actually got a power plug yeah, and a VCR. Yeah, and that's, just, that one's going. I mean, because <laughs> I, I just, player. I can't get tired of it. Yeah. I, 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 that was, yeah growing up, definitely.
Um, man, I'm sure going through. I got all these TV shows popping in my head that I just couldn't miss growing up. I mean, you know, with everything going on in the world right now, it's just that's what I'm finding myself as I'm going back to those things. You know, where, you know, like Sanford and Son or Seinfeld or, yeah. you know. My God, I mean, some of the things that he was on Seinfeld, if they, if they tried to pull off on TV today. Oh, yeah. I mean, they would spit roast him, man. Okay, well, yeah, with Seinfeld, you could forget all in the family. There'd oh, be my no, God. There'd be no Archie Bunker these days. No. Uh, there'd, be no there'd be no Sanford and Son. Huh. Um, you know, it's just. But, you know, the, the thing about, I think, actually, I know, is, I mean, when I saw Sanford and Son, you know, what really puzzles me is you look today and it's tall back said, well, it was a black comedy. I, I didn't see that. I didn't either. You know, I mean, you know, where we grew up, I mean, you know, it was, there wasn't a lot of black folks lived around us. Right. But I saw him as. I saw him as a funny dude. He was hilarious. Yeah. But I mean, and he was like one of those type people, you know, that you, it was like, you, your fantasy say, I'd like to be there. Yeah. You know, and I think other people in our age group, I think that's the general mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I don't want to get in that conversation they, about what, were, what's they, happened. They were to, wonderful people. That, yeah, and hilarious. You know, and uh, uh, LaWanda Page, who played yeah. Aunt Esther, um, you know, she was a dancer. Mm-hmm. I think she was a stripper, but, you know. Oh, my God. Because I think her, her, her and uh, Red Fox, they knew each other from the club days. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying she was a stripper, but uh, she worked in, she was a dancer in a club. Yeah, I really don't want to picture that. Thank you very but, much. Uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah. So I mean, it's amazing when you go back and watch, I love watching like the E True Hollywood stories when they go back and they kind of talk and you see them interview the people and you kind of hear where everything came from. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, one of them great shows. My favorite episode of all time was when Lamont brought home the coffins. Okay, I don't. He bought that. these coffins and he brought them in a the house and, and Fred just raised hell about how had one of those <laughs> fake heart attacks. So he puts them on the back. Of, he he won't move them. So Fred goes and sleeps on the truck. <laughs> I do remember yeah. that one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Pop, you sleep? No, I'm checking my eyelids for cracks. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one. Th- I, that is the <laughs> one line. <laughs> checking my eyelids for cracks. That has I always stayed that. with me. I mean, I, I've. Oh my god! It's been thirty years. That's comic genius, right I mean, there. You, there's nobody that can do that now. No. I mean, to me, comedy's dead. Yeah. I mean, but there will never be another Red Fox. No, he was great. I mean, I mean, just he, he was cool. I mean, um, you ever, I mean, I don't know if you're watching any of his stand up stuff. Oh, well, he was dirty it, as hell. It is raw, but but uh, I don't know, he, he, he's cool, man. You know, he yeah. just did this demeanor and everything. I mean, that and that was anyway. I mean, just but cool. that just to me, there's there's certain things in life, you know, that just are irreplaceable. Yeah. And Red Fox and Damon Wilson, Sanford and Son, as a, as a whole. You, there will never be anything that comes close to that, in my opinion. The, the, the two cops, man. And yeah. then he had Julio. I always loved the ones with Julio there because he didn't like a damn goat. He had a problem with the goat. <laughs> but, you know, that, that, now, I agree with you because when I'm watching stuff, you know, you know, the world's on fire. Yeah. And, you know, just for 20 minutes or so, I get to sit down and watch Red Fox or, or, you know, you know, Kramer. Mr. T or, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and and it goes away, and people can say, you know, where well, you're sticking your head, and you're saying, well, you got a better idea. Yeah. I mean, we got to work in this shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but 
That was perfect, man. I, but you know, well, you just jog. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the next two weeks yeah. and just start trying to dig through some old, old DVDs but and stuff know, and look. At, but you know, you look today. What's out there? I mean, you go and look through movies now. Yeah. And it's it, it it's almost like you know that what we saw. I mean, you know, you go back twenty years. I mean, well, Nicolas Cage. I mean. You know, he's making a movie, what, now, every six hours? Something like that. Yeah, I mean. You ever seen the ones he did, uh, National Treasure? Yeah. Those are actually pretty good flicks. They are, but, I mean, I, I, it's just, you know, well, quality control, brother. I mean. Yeah. But, you know, that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but it's just almost like. It, <laughs> His best movie, Raising Arizona. <laughs> God, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, John Goodman. That was that was that was a funny as hell movie. You know that that's it was stupid, what, but it was funny. That's what I tell people to you know find those things that bring yeah. you joy. I mean, yeah. because the way it's going now <laughs> might be all we got. You making me want to go? You know, this whole conversation. I want to go watch Sanford and Son and Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah, the Point Break too. I have to watch Point Break. Anyway, you you got any more on we're that good. list? We're good. Okay, what you know? Again, the point of this day was to take a step back away from. The normal conversation, um, lighten up and, and lighten up. And something was fun for us because that, that was fun, man. That started yeah. jogging all sorts of memories and thoughts in my head and stuff. Um, for somebody to sit down and watch a lot of TV, I think I'm gonna go get caught up on some old movies yeah. and stuff. My message on that is, is, I mean, those things are you know, the moving the thought, you know, who would you like to have dinner with? Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, and you know, of course, you know, I mean, don't be superficial with it. Yeah. Think about it, you know. But just going back into things that just for whatever reason just gave you some joy. Yeah. And to this day it would still give me joy. I mean yeah. if I go if I was a good pop in Red Dawn right now or point break, I'd be thoroughly entertained. Yes. Yeah. I know? mean I just you know, do that. I mean go watch T V land, see some more reruns yeah. or something. Yeah. I encourage everybody to do that. I mean, because folks, we ain't out of this stuff yet. No, no, and it just it just seems like the every day you turn T V on to look at the news, um, the hole just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and, and that's not good for the soul. No. Not good for the soul at all. So what we hope is that you were able to sit here and look at this, and instead of thinking about what's been going on around you all day long, uh, it made you stop thinking about, what might be my favorite movie or my mm-hmm. favorite TV show? And, those, and you start going, it basically takes you away for a little bit. That's that's the purpose of this conversation, just to, to take how have you take a step back, take a step away from the craziness and the nonsense, and have a moment of peace and enjoyment. Yeah. That's all it is. There's but nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all with that. You sometimes just got to step back and step away and have a little vaca- mini vacation from the nonsense. But uh, anyway, with that said, uh, that's all we got for today. So uh, I'm going to do this again next week. No. <laughs> yeah. This will be a periodic thing for a, a sort of decompression session. But... Uh, but yeah, until next time, I'm Gwen Snyder, Dr. Corbett Average, and uh, you guys be safe. Take care.